You're listening to Dental Talk from VivaLearning.com. Thanks for joining us for this Viva podcast. Today we'll be discussing resin-modified glass atomer cements, when to use them, and how to choose them for long-term clinical success. Our guest is Dr. Sam Simos, a nationally recognized key opinion leader in cosmetic and restorative dentistry. He lectures around the country and writes articles in professional publications on the use of innovative dental techniques and materials. Dr. Simos, it's a pleasure to have you on Dental Talk. Well, thanks, Phil. It's great to be here. So everybody needs cements, or at least uh, most GPs do, and even specialists use dental cements. Why is there so much confusion regarding cements these days? You know, as I, as I travel around the country, I was just in, in Tokyo, and, and there's the same amount of confusion there as there is in America. Um, I think that's a three-prong reason why there's such a confusion, at least what I've found, and this is totally unscientific, just my opinion and from talking to clinicians around the, the, the globe. Uh, the first uh, problem is that, you know, these substrates have come on the market so quickly. So what I find is that the younger dentist, maybe the, the 25 to, to 35-year-old, they, they know about the resin cements. They know about all of the different types of cements. It's the 35 and older that really have confusion because the younger uh, dentist kind of grew up with the zirconias, lithium desilicates, and they learned about that in school. The 35 and older really didn't. You know, zirconia came on the market in 2009. And so for the older dentist, the more seasoned dentist, you know, we, we've had to learn this outside of, the, uh, of, the, of school. That's the, one re- the first reason. The second reason, the, the older dentist has had only one type of substrate. Uh, it was metal. And so we're really good at, at putting in metal crowns. But when these substrates came along, we had to figure out a, a different way to go. And the other thing is the way that they're made. These, these newer substrates, the zirconias and the lithium desilicates, they're made on a mill, basically. And, um, and there's a big micro gap. So we have to understand that the clinical situation that we put these, um, these cements on is different for every, every clinical situation we have. So we might do five crowns a day, but I'm a big proponent in using different materials and given the, the, the clinical situation. So those are the basic three reasons why I think there's a big confusion in the, in the, in the cement market today. Yeah. So today we're going to be talking more about glass atomer cements. And um, what I'm interested in hearing about is the different kinds of glass atomer cements that are out there to purchase. So if you can tell us about the different kinds and what's the difference, or, or is, if you buy one glass atomer cement, they're pretty much all the same. Well, they've changed too. Glass atomer cements are, are a, a great choice. Um, I think that, um, you, but, but they vary from a manufacturer to manufacturer. Again, I think that um, as a clinician, we owe ourselves a responsibility and a duty to kind of try different materials out. One size does not fit all. One material doesn't fit all clinical situations. So resin reinforced glass ionomer cements are not all the same. We have Fujisem 2, which is a, you know, have been, has been a leader from GC on the market for, for a number of years. We have uh, Moran Plus QM from Voco. We have every manufacturer, a lot of manufacturers have a resin reinforced glass ionomer, and they, they differ in uh, thickness. They differ in um, the way that they're delivered. Sometimes you have to put them into a tritrator. Um, sometimes they're, you know, they're through a syringe. Um, so, so they differ greatly in handling and in, in the way that they're delivered and, and really in the way that they clean up and, and things like this. So, so there's a big difference. So tell us a little bit about 
resin modified glass onomer cements versus the traditional glass onomer cements what you know what's the difference many of our listeners already know but just as a quick review and then give us some examples of you know when to use a resin modified glass onomer cement clinically Right. Well, and that's good because, I mean, I think you need to bring the audience up to speed here, but but really a resin reinforced glass ionomer cement has resin in it. It also has glass ionomer, and we all know glass ionomer is a great adjunct to helping um, uh, thwart decay. Um, and when we're using these glass ionomer cements, it's great because, uh, you know, the, in the lithium desilicates and the zirconias, the micro gap between the margin of the crown and the tooth is much larger than in a metal micro gap between the, the margin of the crown and the tooth. So the, the killer of, of, of crowns is solubility and so and micro leakage. So what we want to do is minimize that 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 um, that micro leakage. And a glass ionomer can do that, um, but it's best when used in a retentive crown prep. And so we want to use glass ionomer. Uh, and when I, I like to save glass ionomer for, for a couple of different uh, areas. One, I use it for zirconia, lithium desilicate, and metal. Um, I can use, I only use it on retentive preparations. And I like to use resin reinforced glass ionomer when I'm having trouble, you know, getting a good, um, getting, getting that, that posterior uh, preparation dry. So because it can withstand some moisture, not a lot of moisture, but some moisture. So it's a good uh, go-to cement, you know, in a posterior situation when I've got a a nice retentive crown uh, prep and um, and I've got a a little bit of moisture involved. That's the traditional glass ionomer or the resin modified? That's the resin modified. I think the, the traditional glass ionomer cement um, is it has no resin within it, so it's a little bit harder to mix, a little bit harder to use. Uh, the wait time on the on the set time is much much larger. So it's a it's a different animal. When we introduced the resin reinforcement into the glass ionomer, it kind of changed it and made it be a little bit more user friendly and able to use it in different different areas. Um, so when would you say you cannot use a resin modified glass ionomer? And you'd have to go with the traditional glass ionomer, the pure glass ionomer. What, what clinical situation would that apply to? If I have a geriatric patient that I'm putting in a crown on, I, I love a glass ionomer cement. Um, definitely all the time that I have a, um, a, a difficult situation when I've got a, a little bit of bleeding or a little bit of saliva, um, a glass ionomer is fantastic. A glass ionomer cement is fantastic because, of course, the glass ionomer itself tolerates the moisture much, much better. Um, so those are the two basic situations. Okay, so someone, someone who's at high risk for decay that may not have the, the salivary flow that a younger person might have, glass ionomer cement traditional would be recommended there. And also for cases where there's lots of moisture that cannot be controlled, which sounds just the opposite because one's more of a dry mouth that has decay problems. <laughs> and then the other one is too much saliva or well, not too much saliva, but just difficult in, in isolating the tooth. Yeah, I mean, to, to clarify, I, I, I will not use a resin modified glass ionomer or a glass ionomer if the preparation is not retentive. Right. Um, I'll go to my to my resin cements um, completely. But but I, I like to use a resin modified glass ionomer or a glass ionomer only in a retentive prep. Right. Is there any specific glass ionomer cement that you prefer, or um, should I say resin-modified glass ionomer cement? Yeah, you know what? I'm a proponent, as I said, and I'll say this in, in every lecture I give, I'm a proponent in using a lot of different materials. So you won't just see one 
uh, resin modified glass ionomer on my shelf. But what I've been using lately is Marone Plus QM from Voco. Um, and I'm telling you the reason why I like this one in particular because it's a little bit unique in that it, it's got a it's got an act a light activator in it. So when I put the resin into the 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 crown, the the resin modified glass ionomer into the crown and push it on, seat it onto the crown. I can light cure that, so I know that my cement is good at the margins, right? It's it's all it's all cured at the margin, but then the the chemical activity will keep going, so that um, so that I can clean everything up. It's a very very easy cleanup, and so it's kind of got that unique tack ability of the of the glass ionomer. So it's it's kind of a cool cool product, the Marone Plus QM. The physical characteristics. As far as flexural strength and, and retention and all that, the other great physical qualities that a lot of these resin modified glass ionomers have, Marone Plus QM has that, but you're saying that it has also the convenience of a quick cleanup through the through the right. curing potential that it has. It's known as TAC Cure, I believe. TAC Cure, correct. And and really, the the um, it, it seems to be, all the literature that I've read, it seems to be it dries harder, and um, and you don't need any kind of primer or... Um, adhesive on the tooth. Uh, you just need to have a clean tooth and then a clean crown after you try it in. And uh, it's pretty much easy. You point, you shoot, and you place. So, yeah, yeah I was going to actually ask you that. You can talk about Marone Plus QM or, or any um, RMGI that you like, but what are the clinical steps that you recommend? Yeah, so, so what I like to do is uh, after I try everything in, and uh, by the way, after I, when I, on my try-in, I like to adjust at try-in. I don't like to adjust after I've seeded the crown with the cement. So we'll adjust at try-in. Uh, once everything is good, I've confirmed all the margins, everything's fine. Then what I'll do is I'll, I'll, I'll prepare the, the crown. So I'll clean the crown. So if I'm using a lithium desilicate or a zirconia crown, I'll clean the inside of the crown. Um, for a lithium desilicate, I'll clean it with a phosphoric acid. Uh, just a regular blue etch acid, and uh, rinse it out just so I, it's all clean. For a zirconia crown, I'll clean it with either the um, IvoClean or that you can get from IvoClar, or I'll clean it with just um, a bleach, just a generic bleach mm -hmm. on the inside. I'll rinse it out really well, and I'll set it aside. Then what I'll do is I'll go ahead and I'll prepare, I'll just clean the tooth. And I, I'll usually clean the tooth with either a chlorhexidine or um, a benzylconium chloride, but um, pretty much a, a chlorhexidine. Uh, there's a called um, Cavity Cleanse from Bisco. Uh, it's a 2% chlorhexidine solution, you know, something like that. So, so I'll clean the tooth, get it all isolated, and uh, now I'm ready to roll with my reinforced resin glass ionomer, the Marone Plus QM in this case. And I'll go ahead and I'll fill the crown up. I'll put it on the, the tooth. I'll put apply pressure for about 20 seconds and I'll go ahead and I'll light cure. And I'll just tack here five cents, seconds on the lingual, five seconds on the buckle, clean everything up. At that point, it's kind of in a in a gel, a little bit more than a gel state, but but it's very, very easy to clean up around the margins. And um, then I'll go ahead and let it let it sit for another three to four minutes. And then and that's it. you're good to go. Yeah, it doesn't sound yeah. it doesn't sound too complex. And you've had it's great a, you've had great success. Yeah, it's as close to traditional cementation that you can get. Right. And how is um, the product dispensed? The one you use, I guess in this case, Marin Plus QM. 
Does it come yeah. in a syringe that mixes together, a self-mixing syringe? It does. It's it's a it's a uh, dual du cure, um, kind of a dual component uh, syringe. It's just a traditional syringe. It's very very easy. Okay, sounds good. All right, well, listen, Dr. Samos, that's been excellent. Um, we're looking forward to your next podcast. You have several coming up. I know you're going to be talking about post and cores as well. You'll be talking about self-adhesive resin cements, primarily for zirconia and, and lithium disilicate crowns. And right. then we'll be talking about bulk fills. So these are all very interesting topics, relevant topics for every restorative dentist that's out there. So we look forward to those uh, very shortly. Thanks again for joining us. Hey, and you know, I just want to mention one thing, Phil. If anybody wants to see these products or these materials being used, um, I have, you can connect with me on, on Instagram at Dr. Sam Simos or email me at seemesmile50 at gmail.com. And uh, you'll be able to get a firsthand look at these materials. Okay. And the email again is see me smile. Correct. C-M-E-S-M-I-L-E-5-0 at gmail.com. Okay. See me smile 50 at gmail.com. You got it. All right. Great. Thanks again, Dr. Simos. And we'll talk to you on the next podcast. All right. Thanks a lot, Phil.